I have no banter for the beginning, so you guys better be funny somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. I've got one. Okay. Um, it's okay. We may be slipping in the charts, but at least we're charting a course. It's an ocean joke. <laughs> Welcome to Bucky Radio. <laughs> We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 37, Ship of Destiny, chapters 15 through 19, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a new reader. I'm Eli, and I'm a new reader. I'm Elena, I'm a new reader. And I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. You guys saw that. Yeah, we got, we got flipped a little bit. You got it. <laughs> You got it in the wrong order. I put us in the order that we go in the outro. I didn't realize that we've been doing it wrong in the intro this whole time. I'm always after Jenny. (laughs) That's so (laughs) in the outro, too. Really? Me and Elena are order. We're we're lying. Okay, well, this intro, this this order is the order that I edit everyone in. I'm sorry. I was not (laughs) looking at the part of the page that had my name on it. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Uh, corrections, omissions, and announcements. So announcements. We got a lot of reader mail, so stick around if you are a spoiler reader, and I will read and answer emails at the end of this because I it's just a lot, so it's easier to do it this way. Um, and also... And most of them were omitted to all of us. We've, like, there was one where we got... Keep up the great work was all we were allowed to say, <laughs> readers. So that's why. Yeah, it was like a section. couple of paragraphs, and then <laughs> we've got the. the or ending. if you're redacted, in- redacted, redacted. I great had work, guys. I had different versions of the redactions. Yeah, that's true. On... I only got to see some of it too, but I got to see more than you. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's why they were color coded. The redactions. <laughs> I noticed that was very nice. Very <laughs> so I knew what I was sending to people. Um, also, merch announcement. You know, thanks to Jenny, we have merch. Yay! Yay! Tell us about it's the really merch, good. Jenny. Um, a lot of inside jokes. And Where some can they find better it? things? Where um, can they buy it? They can find it on Redbubble. Uh, my name on there is Jen Snow. There's a Realm of the Elderlings folder in my shop, and you can find it all there. Um, I believe the link is in the bio of my Instagram. It's also on the on our Podbean site. Yes, I got my. I haven't gotten my my snip snip shirt yet, but I did get my beloved sticker, and it is now at home on my computer. I ordered a snip snip like zipper thing for makeup <laughs> and i ordered a bunch of t-shirts and some stickers but i haven't gotten anything yet but i ordered a snip snip button snip snip is the best seller because i snip snip is the i bit. did get the other one i got the one with the little uh ferret yeah same ferret. i like the little small ferret and uh i got a beloved t-shirt because i have to replace the one that i had before that I didn't like and a we are pack shirt and a Malkin of the Tangle shirt because 
I like how it turned out. <laughs> I like the 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 one with all the different colored serpents. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should retitle that one as like Serpent Pride, and we should like sell mm. it for this. Yeah, month and then like donate things. Yeah, that'd okay. be cool. Yeah, Serpent Pride. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, if you like us and you want merch, buy the merch. Yay! We'll have a T-shirt. No one will understand. It's really the best way to go about life. <laughs> yeah. It's a conversation right. starter. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, actually, I have had some of your Robin Hobb, uh, like, pre-pod stuff, the Fitz. Uh, yes, that stuff is also in that folder. Yeah, the Fitz. 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 Fixes. Fitz. 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 So I had that on a uh, tote, tote bag. bag. Yeah, and I was in the subway many moons ago when we could be on the subway, and a person <laughs> walked up to me and was like, is that a Robin Hobb bag? And I was like, yes! <laughs> yes, it is! And it wasn't and one of us. It wasn't one of us, and it, I think I was a little into intense in my reaction. <laughs> so that person walked away, and I've never seen them again. But, but maybe they're listening. <laughs> maybe they're listening. Hi. Uh, Thanks for... Yeah. Noticing my stuff. <laughs> Lots of good stuff. Uh, all right. Are we ready to start? Any other announcements? Oh, we have no content warnings for this section. Amazing. Shocking. Which I've been told to enjoy it while it lasts, folks. <laughs> yes. Enjoy while it lasts because this is it. Womp womp. All right. Let's start. So I have chapter 15. It's called Serpent Ship. So Moby Dick, who we're now supposed to call Carrion, is living up to his name, calling the tangle nameless worms and dead creatures that move still. And Sashuria is over it. Or Sashuria. What are, have we decided how we're saying that? The audiobook I says Sasoria. Sasoria. Okay. Sasoria. Okay. But they need him to ta- to lead the tangle to she who remembers, even if he does it grudgingly and with a lot of irritating delay. So at night, when the tangle gathers together to share memories and recall the world as it had been before, Carrion mocks them and refuses to share. At sure. length, they hear she who remembers singing one night. Excitedly, the tangle follows Malkin as they swim the last long distance to regain their memory. And in the end, even Carrion follows. She Who Remembers is hanging out with Bolt while she sings when Malkin's tangle arrives. She Who Remembers and Malkin have a whole meeting thing going on. Spines are stiffened. Fangs are scraped. Gills are pumped. Bodies are intertwined. Slime is mingled. <laughs> oh, you make it sound horrible. It's written horribly. Jeez. I was disgusted during this whole section. So she who remembers is all, release the poisons, and she barely has enough poisons to affect the whole tangle, but she tries really, really hard until Malkin says, enough. Malkin's tangle is now we who remember. Your duty is fulfilled. (laughs) Which is like, really, we are Borg, but yay. Uh, (laughs) And then she who remembers reminds everyone that the only being who can lead them where they need to go in this changed world is Bolts, and Malkin is wary. So meanwhile, Kenneth is on board Bolt watching the serpent party go down with the rest of the crew. Bolt is singing to the serpents, but it feels a bit forced and performative in my opinion. Like when Wintrow asks Bolt to convey what they're all talking about, instead of admitting that no one is talking to Bolt, Bolt just hurts Wintrow through their skill link and says, what they say does not concern humans. 
So to cover up that she didn't get on the we- on Wednesdays we were pink serpent memo, Bolt tells <laughs> Kenneth that through her he can command the serpents like a personal fleet. And what would it cost me? Only what you ask for when you ask for it? Exactly. And he says, you have it. So Wintro is feeling abused and useless, and Etta yells at him, telling him that he's always been useless, so it shouldn't bother him now. <laughs> <laughs> she says Wintro is jealous because Kenneth has found the new favorite, and they bond over being former Kenneth favorites. And Wintro isn't vibing, so then Etta says maybe Wintro should try being useful for a change, and she tells him to learn navigation. But while Wintro navel-gazes, Etta then suggests that he get a purpose. Maybe he should become a priest. And Wintro is all, well, I can't leave and go be a cosseted priest. And Etta snaps, on the ship, dumbass. Being a priest is a statement of mine, not a location. So they talk <laughs> companionably about some more about how far they've come and who they both are to Kenneth. And the topic switches to Etta and whether or not she should have Kenneth's child, which is a great conversation to have with some 15-year-old kid. Uh <laughs> But Etta is wondering if that is her purpose. So Etta, the wisest person on the ship, then goes on to give Wintrow some good old stop fucking up friend advice. She misses old, not depressed and lost Wintrow that had faith in his own path. Life is more than survival. It's about doing the best with what life hands you. And that's Saw's will. So Wintrow decides that he has been deceiving himself. He needs to embrace the destiny that he has, not the destiny he wanted. So on deck, Wintrow is at the rail. And she who remembers gets her first look at him since giving him the real bad allergic reaction. And she's surprised that he's even alive. But she immediately gets distracted by her thoughts and feelings about the ship. And she's thinking that it gives off dragony smells, uh, but is still holding something back. So Malkin swims up and says of Bolt, she tells us to be patient, that she's here to protect us and guide us home. But I sense that she withholds as much as she tells us. So she who remembers reveals that Bolt has offered up the two legs to help the Tangle reach their goals. I sense a two-faced liar. So while the serpents observe, Wintro tries to talk to Vivacia, but gets only Bolt, who threatens to kill him. But Wintro is not daunted. He knows Vivacia is still there somewhere because he knows that the ship is part of him, and he is part of the ship, and they will never be rid of each other. In response, Bolt's skill flicks Wintro like a mosquito and he falls unconscious, leaking blood into her deck, which pisses off Bolt, but like you did that to yourself. <laughs> and then the chapter ends. The serpents are disgusting. Bolt sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that, that whole scene was, I don't know, it was, it was intentionally like, is this or isn't this sexual? It was weird. I felt uncomfortable reading it. Yeah, it was very orgy-esque. Circuit porn. Awesome. Yeah. A memory yep. orgy. Horrifying. Of... Horrifying is how I would describe it. It's like, don't get in the hot tub kind of water status, too. <laughs> <laughs> the more I learn about dragons, I don't think they're any smarter than... People. They're just more powerful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they might have more memories, but like they definitely, you know, they they're prey to the same sort of flaws. Question though, arts? Yeah, they, they <laughs> don't have thumbs. They, they don't have thumbs. Poisons, though. Um, do are they like reincarnated, or they just have all the memories? From everybody else, so it feels like they are. I think it's that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
And maybe you have more memories by whoever spun your cocoon. I don't know. Yeah. But like, it depends, they it depends don't on get how many bodily fluids They just like come up with their names. Like they already have them, but I feel like they change from serpent dragon. Maybe I'm making that up, but I feel like they do. <laughs> but even right, so, how do they you... know their names as serpents? Like, were they named as they were like hatched? Like, how does this happen? Maybe when they were, yeah, when they were being helped into their cocoon state, they were named. No, but the serpents have names. How did the serpents get names? That's what I mean. But they haven't gone through the cocoon they haven't gone through Oh, that. yeah. Nope. Chicken or the egg. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> it's when they're in the egg. They whisper to the egg. They're like, hey, your name you is Sally. Yeah. Your name is not Carrion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with, like, just calling him Dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't really know how the serpents start off. So They're eggs. <laughs> Are dragons going to Treasure Island and pooping out eggs like sea turtles and burying them in the sand? Maybe. Like, what's happening with that? Yeah, I think so. Why? Yeah. Are you st- are you asking if the eggs, like, appear without being laid? <laughs> or if they are squirted out in the water and they wash up on oh, the beach? I, see. I don't know. Okay. I'm asking if the eggs are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and Eli's asking... Did it die in an egg? Also available on Redbubble. <laughs> I'm past that, guys. <laughs> never. We're not. We're never, we're never going to be past it. It's okay. I would love a frying pan with that, like, in the, <laughs> the face of the pan. That would be great. Tell me your name. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get more intel. Maybe they name themselves because they're aware Maybe. Okay, but Maybe also just forget. So the the what Tuller or whatever the green minstrel's name is the minstrel dragon. Yeah. So like, how does it know? Like, was it once a minstrel? Like, are they reincarnated? I don't understand. Yeah, like it's 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 a little bit obscure whether they like how much of their old identity they retain because it sounds like they. Like it's like all the memories of all the dragons go into this memory soup and then get redistributed or something. Maybe really memory, weird. maybe like a specific uh, life memory, like a whole life memory, is necessary to fertilize the egg. Maybe, maybe. So it's like a predetermined memory. Right, like the stone dragons. Like you have to put all, you know, at least three whole people into a stone dragon to wake it up. So maybe to fertilize a dragon egg, you need like one dragony, you know, life. I mean, it might just be skill because if the dragons are drinking skill water and having like one little bit of skill ability, you can read the history of all the world down to like where a molecule started. Then maybe it just comes from that. Maybe that's just... how they live forever. Like when they're dying, they go into the egg. Maybe. Because I'm just wondering why he thinks that he's a serpent. Why he thinks that he's a minstrel. Delusion. <laughs> I, yeah. I also think that they, they, they can't fit all the memories of everybody into them. Like they, they, have, they can barely remember themselves. 
right? Like they. Right, Tintaglia doesn't seem to be like a collective. She seems to be like one, one dragon. Yeah, yeah she remembers. It's, yeah, it's like their ability to remember everything forever is pretty imperfect. So I think that the idea that maybe they are just a particular line of dragon family is maybe maybe makes more sense. Yeah. Does Alyssa know all the answers and is now laughing at us? I wish you don't, could don't, see don't me don't be like back in my chair. <laughs> Ten more books to go. We're gonna. Be oh God, that's nothing. <laughs> Lord help me. Uh, do Do you guys think that Bolt? I mean, Bolt is obviously playing both sides by telling Kenneth that Kenneth gets a serpent army, and then telling the serpents that they get a human, a human army. Bold is such a piece of shit. That's like, this is like, yeah, Bolt. she's a yeah. shisty motherfucker. <laughs> but like, what is Bolt's, like, what does Bolt want? I don't think we know that yet. I don't think we've, I mean, <laughs> what could Bolt get? It's like, what could, she's what dead. could you get? Yeah, Bolt? It's like, it's... What, I think the only thing that she could ever really want is to actually get to be a dragon, but I'm not sure that she can actually get that. Right. Bolt is like me when I'm like, oh, if I could just order one more piece of shit off the internet i'd be happy <laughs> <laughs> an online shopping junkie let's get her an intervention oh. she she appears to be paying for her friends if bolt is a ghost then i imagine she wants what all ghosts want which is to disrupt everything isn't it wait what, mm. what, what what's the rules about ghosts that they're around because there's something that they didn't do Unfinished business or belligerent, just (laughs) anger. That's why I would stay. (laughs) Just knock shit over. Just be a dick. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. Cats are. Yeah. Uh, Do we have any thoughts about Wintrow's new uh, rededication to Saw's will? Okay, I don't really care. That's boring and we don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. That was such a snooze guest. I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) It's like you've grown so much. Why are you regressing? Please. Right? (laughs) Because Etta liked it better when he was a priest with a purpose. Except for like she hated him then. But you know. But aren't they kind of, they're kind of being flirty. Yeah, of course they are. I just like that every time Etta speaks like common sense. Rincho was like, this is the greatest revelation of my life. I now understand everything. Well, he was raised by Kyle and Kefria, so... Right, yeah. Poor child. Well, he was mostly raised by the priests, but I guess that's not much better. The audiobook makes it particularly flirty. <laughs> FYI. Well, especially when, especially when he's like, she says something to him, and he's like, she looked at me and the angle of her face and all of the things, oh. and he's like, and he definitely just wants to bone her at this point. I would love to sure. hear that audiobook woman flirt with her song. <laughs> <Yeah. Right? laughs> After hearing her sing a song, I'm sure she's got flirting on point. <laughs> um. Oh shit, I had something and then it's gone. I'll think of it. In the meantime, should we move on to chapter 16? Sure. That way I'll never think of it ever. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah, you're up next. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's fine. It's honestly, it'll come to me in like four and a half days and I'll be like, oh my god, that was it. 
so chapter 16 is called Tintaglia's Bargain. Uh, Rain can't sleep because he's been having dragon dreams, but it's also early morning of the day that shit is going to fucking go down in Bingtown, so that probably also has to do with it. Three days ago, the folks of the round table, plus some new traders, went over to the restart, restart, I always have trouble with that one, the restart house, to talk to Cirilla about the new alliance. And Rode is there with his jerks, plus some other council members, and Cirilla lets them into the house, much to Rode's dismay. But they all go to sit down for a quick chat, and then alarms begin ringing in the town, and... Everybody's like super crazy tense and then they all just pull out their knives on each other and it's like a nice little knife fight dance in my head and I just kind of chuckled at it all like everybody's the enemy. Um, Rode wanted to go full clown on the new traders because he was convinced that you know, it's all their fault. <laughs> full clown! <But laughs> full clown! That's when people go batshit crazy, you go full clown. So he wanted to go full clown on the new traders, but the not so shitty humans that were also at this meeting managed to kind of keep him at bay. And then everyone scatters to fend for their homes. And the Chalcedians basically have taken over the harbor. They're storming the beaches. They're seizing ships, including the Kendry. And they're just kind of methodically pushing their way into Bingtown over the next couple of days to either steal or destroy anything that they can. So now the Alliance is all gathered at the Tanira house and they're prepped and ready to go up against the Chalceds. Um... Rain and Greg are manly men, so of course they will be fighting. And they wish that the women would just flee because, you know, women are so weak and pathetic and how could they possibly hang around and be helpful? But thank goodness that they are here because they're in their rightful place in the kitchen cooking for them. Uh, Selden's <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to fight with you too because I'm a man. And they're all like, no, you're not. You're going to stay and be with the women. And again, like, we can't tell if he's fucking six or 13 years old and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> He also very creepily says in what is, quote, a strangely grim smile, I feel it, don't you? And so Selden is fully possessed. Just putting it out there. He's, He's fully possessed by the dragon. No, full clown is the behavior when you just start going full clown. There's really no way to describe it. I'm going to use it to describe everything from now on. Full clown. I, I use that phrase a lot. <laughs> Like, if you were in the grocery store and some woman got into it with the grocery store clerk about, like, a coupon or something and she just loses it, she went full clown. <laughs> I'm going to call my roommate a full clown after this. <laughs> so, um, the guys all go downstairs for what is breakfast slash their last meal. And they're totally aghast because Johnny walks in and she's wearing fucking trousers. And she's all, you didn't expect me to fight in a skirt, did you? And then Naria Tanira says, did you think I was fit only to cook for you and then send you out to die? So you go, girls. It's the old woman fight club and they're here to represent. <laughs> Greg and Rain eat apple pie as their last meal, which, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, we flip over to Tintaglia, who is approaching Bingtown via Treehog. And she had gone looking for rain in the rain wilds, but she didn't exactly get a parade thrown for her upon her arrival in Treehog, and that really pissed her off. And they told her that rain was in Bingtown and to get the fuck out, so she pettily knocked over some of their shit and peaced out. <laughs> so when she gets to Bingtown, she realizes that a war is at play, and some of the ships dare to shoot arrows at her, and they basically 
just like totally bounce and deflect off of her because she's a fucking dragon and she's really over it and she's like you stupid fucking bugs i'm so over you and she just sets upon destroying all of them so she messes up some of the ships with her claws and her tail but then she really starts to get pissed off and so she breathes her death breath on them and they just die very horrible death (laughs) and apparently the acid water from the river gave her this grotesque superpower slash biological weapon and she thinks it's really great so as Tintaglia is just annihilating all these Chalcedians in the harbor, she hears someone singing her praises, and she's like, now that's more like it. Who is this charming <laughs> two-legged bug singing about me? And she realizes it's Scaly Selden. So she goes in for a landing to talk to him, and of course she's annoyed that they didn't have a dragon landing pad, and she's like, how fucking rude are all of these humans? Selden goes on to kind of like suck up to her and he's again sing- he becomes like a minstrel of his own and he's singing to her and everybody else is like what the fuck is going on like this dragon just came out of nowhere this kid's singing to her and Rain is immediately pissed that she's there he cops an attitude straight out the gates she says she needs something from the humans and he tells her to fuck off because she let Malta die and he hates her. So Selden then acts as a mediator kind of cooing to her and keeping the peace And then all of a sudden, there's some Chalcedians that try to sneak attack everybody. And so Tentaglia just whips around and breathes her death breath on them. And we get like a really close-up visual of how they just kind of melt their flesh. But it was like fucking really gross to read. Um, So then Gragtanira wisens up because who wants to get melted to death? And he pledges his allegiance to the dragon. And he asks her to clear the harbor that they may be of service to her quicker. Um, and Tagalia finally agrees to help clear out the harbor, but she's not doing it to help them. She's doing it to demonstrate her might. And, uh, Greg and the others head to the beach to kind of take it any stragglers that may wash up. And Selden instructs Rain to go gather everyone from the Alliance so that they can hear the dragon's request. Did anyone else feel like when they started this chapter that they had missed a chapter? Because I was real confused at the start as to how we like got to this whole battle for Bingtown. Well, (laughs) so remember that in the last section, when everyone arrives at House Tanira and Ronica is there, there was like this little couple sentences that was like, oh, over the last three days, Ronica did some stuff and we're not going to talk about it. So I think like... For some reason, maybe because the big town stuff is real boring. I was going to say, did Robin Hub get bored and was just like, I'm going to gloss over this? It's yeah, we're just kind of like, <laughs> thank goodness. You know what? Shit's happening and let's just fast forward to when shit starts getting set on fire. Because I literally and... kept like going back. I was like, wait, how did we get here? Yeah, the, the Chalcedians showed up again and they were planning on burning all of their own shit that the Chalcedians had stolen and stuck in a warehouse. And mm-hmm. then the Chalcedians mm-hmm. would go run to save the valuables, and then they would go kill them. That was the plan. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Tintaglia shows up right as that's happening. So I like that we get to see what happens to all the disgusting serpent poison sacks once they, like, pupate into a dragon. They get this ability for... Acid spit. Acid. Acid rain. Yeah. Breath. It's like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, that's what I was picturing too. <laughs> Their faces just melt off. 
Yeah, it was gross. It was like yeah, the, the head that just like rolled away from the sponge. Yes. It just melted away. Yes. I was like, that's God. disgusting. Thank you this for goes, that. This goes back to when we were talking about whether or not the dragons in the Robin Hobb universe breathe fire. fire. Yes, the answer is Arguably, no. Arguably, <laughs> yeah, no. this it, could be worse. They just have it's death worse. Breath. It's worse. <laughs> like, can, I wonder, can she, is it only organics that are, you know, affected by this? Could she like melt? melt like a house if it was made of wood or well i think it was disintegrating the ships yeah it it talked about like the ships um had melting and then like the drop that hit the stone like sizzled down into the yeah like she was about to breathe on rain and the vestrits and stopped and it just dripped down and like melted concrete yeah yeah and what's the range? Like, does it miss? Does it, like, carry through? Coronavirus! Is it, no, like... I... <laughs> what is it? I... But, I mean, it seems like it could be pretty catastrophic if it, like, if it was a breezy day. <laughs> well, yeah, when she was up high and she let it rain down and then, like, two minutes later it finally hits. And she's like, ha ha ha. rain, Yay! So I thought it was interesting, though, because, and I forget what chapter, I've, it was like, maybe with the Dinah Deg, like, Dragonstone thing, but, so they're throwing arrows at her, and they all bounced off, but I remember reading a long time ago that, like, a wizard the Wizardwood arrow. arrow would yeah. kill them, right? Mm-hmm. Remember what Althea so, saw when she was skinning not seals? The yeah. dragon that died in the egg. <laughs> before the world was born the best dragon because it's already gone um <laughs> yep 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 yep, yep. <laughs> good detail uh so they're yeah because they're they're clearly vulnerable to themselves it seems like only themselves Same. and aren't they going to be pissed that they chopped up all their wizard wood and made stupid boats you're gonna chuck a whole boat at a dragon? No. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you could try. put Paragon in a trebuchet, and you can just—he'd <laughs> love it. Let me at him. He'd fart all the way across the sky. <laughs> Maybe they can steal back Ophelia's bracelets. There was uh, an interesting detail. Tintagli was saying that there were there have been a lot of battles in her past but rarely had humans ever opposed dragons and so i mean maybe she could just be talking about humans fighting each other but she could also mm-hmm. be talking about dragons fighting dragons yeah that's what it sounds a like a dance mm-hmm. of dragons almost maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they all have very large egos, so it would not shock me to learn that they decided to fight each other. Well, that was my wild boar. How dare you go after it? Let me kill you with my acid breath. If you are a a serpent who remembers and you get (laughs) pupate into a dragon, do you get to keep your cool gold eyes? These are the questions that keep me up at night. (laughs) I simply would not pupate. <laughs> I would be a serpent forever. They have been serpents for a real long wouldn't it, time. Wouldn't it suck though if like a like a like a serpent that remembers when they when they become a dragon, they're like there's nothing special. Like they were they had like Aww. all this rank and, and like you know purpose as a serpent, and then as a dragon, they're just kind of like 
you know, they peaked early. You're a normie. Go <laughs> <laughs> that jock in high school. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's the best time of your life, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, guys, remember when we were useless and I was real cool? <laughs> <laughs> also, I think, I think, not 100% sure, but I think that Selden was speaking an elderly tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause she refers to him. Didn't she say, oh, I'd have to pull it up on my phone. He says, I feel like Taglia. She she did, Taglia. It was... <laughs> Is that the audio? It was, it was definitely something like he was speaking like an elderling, but I, I took yeah. it more like simply simple analogy. Like he was addressing her with the sort of proper sort of epithets and respect okay. and like, you know, oh, like, you know, lovely one and you know mistress of the sky and like this is that kind by of... the way how i would like everyone to refer to me <laughs> which okay it reminded me of that scene in mistress the mistress of the wind <laughs> do i need to make that t-shirt of just like all the like titles for a dragon <laughs> yes really At least really one. blue <laughs> <laughs> oh god I'm trying to find the section where he's talking to her because you're right. He does like sing her name. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. I'm kind of there's a few different. He does it so much. It was so annoying to read, <laughs> like him just over and over going on these long spiels to her. I'm like Jesus. I sing for the joy of your existence. That is well. Ugh. Let it go. Tintaglia, Tintaglia, who outshines both moon and sun. Tintaglia, bluer than a rainbow's arc, gleaming brighter than silver. Tintaglia, swift-winged, sharp-clawed, breathing death to the unworthy. Tintaglia, Tintaglia. <laughs> I thought we weren't supposed to know their true names, but I guess he's just going to broadcast it. <laughs> well, but the beans got spilled on that in the rain wilds, right? Right, Didn't yeah. They... Yeah. It's true. Well, hey, you know what? They were about to get their asses kicked by the Chalcedians, so she was mildly. Useful. I did. I did really like when Rain were f- referred to as her referred to her as a worm to her face. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yo, buddy, you clearly did not see what she did to those boats out there. Like, you need to rein it in." He's like, "Fuck you! Where's Malta?" Malta's dead. I have no reason to live. If you can call, I'll us, call you a worm. If you can call us bugs. I can call you a worm. So there, take that. <laughs> most, most beautiful worm, slimiest worm, <laughs> the smelliest grub. Oh god! Well, thank goodness, old Graggy Greg stepped in. What a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> all right shall we move on to chapter 17 sure sure i did a lot of summarizing um let's see chapter 17 is called Bing Tan negotiations so everyone gathers at the ruins of the traders concourse to discuss how to move forward and to negotiate with the dragon all the supposedly important people in Bing Tan are gathered on the days to represent their various groups, including Selden, who is really committed to that late-stage character development. Um, everyone <laughs> argues over what to do as usual, especially about the dragon. 
Uh, Rhoda tries to have a say, and Cirilla finally does the reader a favor and shoves him off the dais and gets him carted off. So uh, thanks for that. I hope that's <laughs> the end of him and we never have to try and pronounce his name again. Um, anyway, they go back to the age-old argument of, do they want to be part of Jamalia still? Cirilla is, of course, still holding <laughs> on to that, as is our good friend Mingsley. No one else seems to be into it, though. Then they go back to arguing about the dragon. These people really need a new hobby. Um, Rain and Johnny don't trust the dragon and try and convince everyone else. Which, like, they're like, hey, maybe we should just take care of this one dragon before there's a whole bunch of dragons. But, you know, whatever. Uh, but oh no, it smells like snakes again, and Tintaglia has arrived. Hooray! Uh, Tintaglia is super not impressed with anybody. Shocking. There's more weird eye spinning, which I still don't understand. Um, <laughs> Selden decides it's best to suck up to the dragon and tries his flowery poetry instead. Uh, Tintaglia starts negotiations and tell them, tells them she doesn't care about their silly human lives and their petty problems, and she just needs help saving her own race from extinction, and she needs them to deepen a river. Uh, Kefria tries her best to die again before Rain and Selden step in to stop it from happening. Selden makes a plea to Tintaglia to bring back Malta, but Emo Rain is like, no, Selden, she's dead. We've been through this. Tintaglia finally gets sick of his whining and lets him almost touch minds with Malta, but at least he senses that she's alive so he can stop going on about it now. So now that he knows that Malta's alive, he and Tintaglia debate timing again, and he convinces her that they have to save Malta first, because that's the only thing that matters. And after that, he promises to dig up other elderling cities to try and find more cocoons, just what we need. Um, the Bingtown people really want Tintaglia to sign a contract to seal their bargain of deepening the river in exchange for her helping get the live ships back, and she's like, what are squiggles on a piece of paper to me? I'll keep my word. So I guess the deal is struck. <laughs> This chapter is very boring. <laughs> Please, Dragon, would you sign this contract? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very important, okay? <laughs> Completely absurd. Just so absurd. <laughs> I just wanted to try and fit, like, a feather quill into her, like, talons, and then she's just, like... <laughs> right. No, she's just gonna acid drip on it. <laughs> she's she's gonna drool on the paper, paper and it's gonna disintegrate, and all the hard work is gonna be done. She's like, I can't read. I'm a dragon. <laughs> I have eidetic memory, fuckers. I don't need the contract in words. So I have a question. How do we think she spins her eyes? <laughs> I just feel like it's like the little, you know, like hypnotic. It said like, like pinwheels. Cartoon eyes. Yeah. Like pinwheels. Like pinwheels. Yeah. So, so is she Spinning her irises, or her eyes on stalks. Is it? Is it a <laughs> like a mental spell? I think it. It could just be like a chromatophore kind of thing. Like it's just color changes that make it look like they're spinning. Yeah, know. I'm gonna go with that. That's what I think it is. It's, it's okay. Not, so she's like a cuttlefish, but actually. only where the eyes are. Yeah. Okay. But you know, in like claymations where characters get really, really pissed off and they're like, what? And the eye spins around and looks. And that's what I picture. I'm just thinking, like, if we are approaching the dragons in like a scientifically biological. Uh, you know, like we we've learned out how they how they do everything really, but we haven't learned how they spin their eyeballs. Maybe, maybe it's. I'm wondering if it's like a mental thing, like if they're just skilling out. You you see my eyeballs spinning, but they're not really spinning at all. That's also possible. I sense a gift. That's Maybe. what I picture. 
I mean, it's it's clearly like a hypnotic glamour thing, whatever it is. So, right? Whether yeah, it's a that, literal eye spin or like a of. mental eye spin. No, I think they're just actually spinning. <laughs> <laughs> See that the thing is that seems way less hypnotic and way more like just. Either it's repelling a, or weird. Yeah. It's a combination of like a you know mental glamour and just literally spinning eyes. Yeah, like the eyes on stocks. I, all I can picture is like boob tassels in a burlesque show. I'm like I don't know. Maybe that would be hypnotic, but like it would be weird first. No, the gift that I sent is. is well, what I think about it. If you're like you're like an imposing dragon, and then suddenly you have like weird googly eyes that can just like. <laughs> I think that any cosplay has got to have googly eyes. <laughs> so are we uh, going to revisit our closet? Cosplay? I mean, when cosplay is allowed again, jeez. Maybe next to the throat sack. <laughs> There's like a, a little hatch that unclips and just releases googly eyes, and they're spinning through the air. <laughs> it's not poison, googly just googly eyes. eyes. And it's like, oops, I hit you with the wrong one, and people are just getting slapped by plastic. <laughs> <laughs> what are these priceless elderling treasures? <laughs> <laughs> That's all that's on the the other's beach. It's all just... <laughs> <laughs> Abominations! Abominations! So she wants to find more cocoons, huh? Oh, God, Rachel, you're going to make me yawn over see. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even have to see it. Just hear it. So she wants to find more cocoons. So she... This seems like she's given up on the... Uh, on the serpents. Wouldn't you? Yeah, look at them. Um, <laughs> How quickly was... does she think a bunch of bugs are going to be able to dredge a river? Well, Why can't she I... deepen the river herself? I'm saying, just go in there and claw. It would be quicker for her to just dig like a dog than for humans <laughs> to try to do it. She's so saving undignified. her own people or creatures, beings, dragons, whatever. Species. I guess I'm not an expert on dredging rivers, but what else is involved? <laughs> Do you got like is it like a snow plow on wait, a boat? Which one of us is the engineer? <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of different kinds calling. of engineering and I'm the space kind and not the river kind. Well get on that. <laughs> there better not be any rivers on these. Why are you such a failure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, okay, let's think about it. If you are in a river and you're digging a hole, the river basically just fills it the hole fills back, it up, back up, right? Yeah. yeah, so it's like you have to get rid of the dirt and also not have the whole thing, like, cave in on itself. She can lift dirt out with her claws. And you need little human hands to do it. No. They could just, like, invent a tractor. Like, what are they waiting for? Right. <laughs> Oh, they haven't had a reason because they don't give a shit about the river because they, they do. don't go further up it. And now they have a reason, yeah. But what well, I, are they getting out of this? The immediate need of her setting fire to all the Chelsideans, which, like, I would argue that if they just sit back, the Chelsideans will piss her off enough 
<laughs> well, yeah. Them. I mean, she killed. She destroyed a bunch of them before she even got to them. Yeah. So, well, I mean, well, I rain's getting Malta. I think she, they're also right. they're also yeah, all right. kind of stupefied. She's by getting her. their live ships back. I don't think they're thinking clearly. They're all just well. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I also think whichever of them had the of thought them. that like she can just kill us too if we don't go along with it, like that that might be the reason. Right yeah, because they just watched a bunch of people melt in front of them. So. Yes, but see, if I were the yeah. Rainwilders, I'd be like, let's do what we always do. Let's harvest this cool poison from this dragon and sell it for money. Let's just throw <laughs> it on her and melt How her. How do you think you're going to get close enough to harvest something? Right on her back. <laughs> And how? Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm still with Johnny and Rain. Like before Rain became, you know, Malta aware again, and like they were just like, let's just <laughs> kill this one dragon in before there's many of them, and we're all screwed. Yeah, she doesn't present a great example of what other dragons might be like. No, but she's just like, like, you all suck. I don't care about you, but um, yeah, I really need you to do this thing. Super for me. shitty. This is why it also worship me. This is why I just yes. I hate the dragons because they're just like I'm so upset that nobody is like rolling out the red carpet for me and praising me all the time and telling you know all that. But it's like she needs them to survive. Like she can't even like I just I feel like she should be nicer to the humans if they are part of her life cycle. Yeah, like hey, I need your help. <laughs> I need your help. Just, there's but, some I mean, humility. as it is, she doesn't have to be nice to them, and they're still going to bend to her will, so she's probably like, Well, that's just because she hypnotized Selden. Selden <laughs> doesn't count. Selden is not just hypnotized by her. He's turning, he's, like, he has blue scales on his face now. Like he's, he's Silver scales, it. blue lips, I think. Oh, yeah. He's drinking uh, Shaved Evening. Yeah, um, Shaved Evening. <laughs> Like... That's that's where he was. Whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he went uh, across the sea and landed in in Robin Hobbs' world. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it just, I feel like, especially with the whole, you know, I don't want to save Malta first. Like we don't have time for that. It's like you keep telling them that their lives are so insignificant and short. It's like, surely you can take five seconds and go and, like, save this girl, and then they'll, like, do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Yeah. She doesn't seem to have that, like, processing power to be like, if I help these humans, they will help me. Well, she is only, like, a week old. Eh, whatever. She's got the (laughs) memories of thousands of generations, so whatever. (laughs) She's basically like Malta was before Malta wisened up. Like she's just being a petulant child about a lot of things yeah. and mm-hmm. wants her way or no, you know, the highway kind of situation. Yeah. Well, she's I would like for Tintaglia to get some character development so that I can not be seriously annoyed by her. But I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> well, first thing she needs to do is learn how to read and write. Yep, that's important. (laughs) (laughs) Got some stuff to sign. How many times after this do you think Kefri is going to try and just, like, die? She keeps trying real hard. (laughs) You know, Kefri has long 
underestimated her own needs for her life, right? So, mm-hmm. well, it's, I just it's interesting because it's like technically all these people that she's upset about losing are like still alive. I mean, Kyle is a little iffy. I don't know, but I mean, does she really want him back? She doesn't really want. Him <laughs> she back, doesn't yeah. want him back. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask: Do we haven't have we taken an over under on whether Kyle <laughs> ever actually gets rescued, <laughs> or does he just live I've in the basement? Totally, forever? just I've kind of just. Come to terms with the fact that he's, that's it. That was the end of him. I'm just going to find him as a little skeleton yeah. and like, yeah, in like her, a her ex-husband. Well, you know, I don't like, she needs to look inside herself and know that like you, she is still a mother. Selden is still there. <laughs> Not important she, for now. That kid gets weirder and weirder by the minute. She's gonna disown that motherfucker <laughs> soon. But that she is also more than than you know. She can contain multitudes. Motherhood is an aspect of herself, not it's her the entire only thing. self. It yeah, is. she can put on some trousers. Let's she was this. gonna be. She was gonna be a spy. She was gonna like do. Yeah, that and then stuff. she got out of that, and she was like, "Thank God." <laughs> Immediately. She, yeah. She wasn't, I don't know. I don't know if she's ever going to whole finding myself thing is really hard. I think I'm going to go back to like self-abnegation and pouting and like. Maybe she should small go hope join for Temple. I admire her ability to settle so easily. <laughs> All right. I don't. So, uh, chapter 18. Chapter 18? <laughs> <laughs> yes, chapter 18. Okay, uh, chapter 18 is loyalties. Kenneth re- receives a letter from Warehouse Don and Master Trader Falden. Uh, this is Sorkor's papa-in-law, let's remember, uh, about the Paragon's visit to Divi Town and the fact that Brash and Trell, lately of the Spring Eve, and Althea Vestret of the Bingtown Vestrets who own Vivacia, were there. Also, it had the grossest description of pregnancy seen via the patriarchy ever. Uh, quote, a tasteless postscript uh, exulting over how ripely Alyssum was swelling with Sorcor's seed. End quote. No, no, it's too close to my name. <laughs> yeah, like I said, just ew. Um, hey, is it better than and- Rach? <laughs> I'm glad I don't have a swelling with seed. So <laughs> yes, uh, I'm just saying for those of us who have found ourselves in the narrative. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kenneth's paranoia at any personal revelation surfaces, and he wonders if Falden somehow guessed his connection to Paragon, and if Sorcor is conspiring against him with Falden whether it's too late to kill everyone who might know about his connection to Paragon and whether absconding with Vivacia and his serpent army to go start over again in another part of the world as a pirate king is a viable option. Of course, nobody knows shit and Sorkor is illiterate, so he determines it's information sent to him as being of interest to the pirate king, but not Kenneth himself. Wintrow is upset by the news and proves he still has some loyalty to his family, even if he has chosen to give loyalty to Kennet. When Wintrow speaks of both his grandfather, Efren Vestret, and his Aunt Althea, shivers run through the ship as if she remembers them. We jump across the sea to Malta, who is sick of ships. 
And rightly so. On the new larger boat, they have been assigned a bare, crappy chamber and bad food. And the only thing worse than being locked in a room with a satrap is getting raped by Chalcedian. So she is staying right where she is behind that locked door. Thank you very much. The satrap whines about Malta not doing a better job getting them the treatment he deserves. And she's like, what the fuck was I supposed to do, bruh? And he's like, handle things. That's what women do for the men in Chalced. If you're not handling it, they aren't going to do it for you. So she has a good pout about that for a few days while the satrap gets seasick and smokes bad weed. Ignores the dream from Rain where it really felt like him reaching for her because she's been having nightmares for a week straight about her chicken nub forehead and Rain casting her aside for being ugly. So no way is she answering that call right now. And eventually the satrap looks sick enough that she worries about his health um, and realizes that, yeah, probably any change is up to her because he's a helpless man baby. So she realizes her thinking about the case had gotten way too uptight and she needs to look at it from the Chelsea perspective, remembering Keki's comment that women have to believe their men can protect them and that belief is often enough to create the reality. So she cleans up as best she can, makes a fashionable little turban to cover her disfigurement and sets off to find the captain. Her attitude works like a charm. She and Dello's mean girl routine, no peasant, you will not molest me and you will not get in my way. Take me to the fucking captain. Le foy is the only way, word I know. Power is the only language I speak. And it works. She gets to the captain and she puts the captain in, into place regarding his mistake in trespassing on the satrap's generous spirit. Maybe his exalted self was willing to make endless excuses for their poor treatment, but she was not. She protected her man better than that. Snip, snip. She isn't sure whether she did anything except convince him the satrap is in fact the satrap, but also that it won't benefit the captain in any way to deliver even a ransomed satrap in poor condition. Um, So she gets to and from the captain uncontested and without being groped. And then just as her hopes of change are dying, along come three brawny sailors to the bathtub and clothes for both of them. You will have dinner with Le Foy. Damn skippy we will. So uh, then we hop over to Wintrow having a late night conversation with Bolt that Kenneth overhears and butts in on, (laughs) rude, about what will happen if she's faced with Althea. Um, he manages to secure a promise from both of them that Althea will not be killed. It's the best he can get from either of them. No promises for any crew who, quote, insist on killing themselves by going up against Kennet. The ship has more shivers when they talk about Althea, and Kennet gets mad and tells Wintrow to go hang out with Edda since she's his BFF now. And then the little charm makes fun of Kennet and asks how he's going to deal with Paragon. The ship remembers Paragon through Efren and Althea's memories. We learn that Egret didn't cut out Kenneth's tongue only because he didn't speak for three years and the old pirate thought he was mute. Be silent, Kenneth raged in a hoarse whisper. Silent, the carved wizard wood on his wrist breathed. Silent as a blinded ship floating hull up in the sea. Silent as a scream underwater. Cool. Creepy. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that Kenneth's like, they sent me mail. Why did they send me mail? I should kill them. <laughs> Every time something happens, he's like, what if I just kill everyone? It's <laughs> oh, it's like hard to read every time he does that. It's like, well, obviously I need to kill everybody now. 
Wait, I guess maybe. Let me but backtrack he's... slightly. I won't kill everyone. Let me apply logic to this situation for just He has so many secrets, though. He has so many secrets, and that's, like, kind of his only option if something did get out. Murder. <laughs> Murder. It's good. It's good. Fine. But what's he protecting? Himself-ish? Yeah. I don't know. His, his pride? Mom? Well, I mean, his, his like, belief that his if anyone treasure? sees any weakness in him, it will fully compromise his position is absolute. Like, he can't be... He, he can't yeah. show any kind of weakness, and... Maybe he and Cirilla should hang out. It's... I, I think, like, between, <laughs> between Kenneth and, and the Chalcedians... I would say that Robin Hobb is delivering a scathing take on toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I actually was was gonna say that, um, like Kenneth's the poster child of, um, I, I like I, I'm in the middle of reading a, a Brene Brown book, um, and she's talking about shame and how men experience shame, and basically like the like that kind of toxic masculinity culture of you can't show any weakness and it's like Kenneth is the epitome of like that checklist of beliefs and behaviors and mm-hmm. um yeah it's real annoying very sad except that he is such a problematic it would be sadder if it wasn't so destructive you know it's like exactly pity you if you weren't ruining people's lives lives over this exactly yes yeah i'm team wizardwood charm (laughs) who is it and to to some strange degree (laughs) it's like played into all of his weird luck that he's gotten everything it's like part of it Everybody, everybody thinks he's perfect, and that's the charm bracelet is playing the long game. <laughs> like I will get you to destroy yourself, but only after you've achieved everything, and then you'll just fall real hard. I mean, if I was just a bit of wizard wood stuck to a psychopath's wrist, I can't say that I would do any better. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not like your your only purpose really is to just annoy the person you're attached to. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Like a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. It is like a ghost. More so even than the ships, because at least the ships have, like, they might be dead, but they they, they can have new experiences. And they have some power, too, over the situation. Yeah, they have some agency. Yeah. And, like, they remember who they are as, like, you know, whole beings. Like, does the charm bracelet remember what dragon it was a part of? Or is it just like... Oh, it was a green dragon! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I told you it would come back to me. So, well, so um, when Wintrow and Edda were talking in chapter 15 and he's like, oh, I don't want to go back to be a priest. I don't want to go back to that life and it's just not for me anymore. But then like the ship and Kenneth had already kind of plotted together of like, oh, hell yeah, we're sending Wintrow yeah. back. So I wonder how much of an issue that's going to cause. Well, I think that's really just because Bolt doesn't want Wintrow on the ship. 
Well, yeah, clearly. Yeah, obviously. So, But I think he's really, already challenged that notion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he had that conversation. And, yeah, I mean, clearly Wintrow has has some power that he's just kind of like, he needs to wield it. Well, I think... I, I think that he's right. I think that there's some amount of vivacia that's there being suppressed that still has some sort of power over Bolt. Yeah. And it's anchored but, in Wintro somehow. Yeah. I just wonder, you know, like once Kenneth kind of makes up his mind and he wants what he wants. So if Kenneth decided that like, yeah, we need to send Wintro back and Wintro says like, no, I don't want to go back. Like, how is that all going to play out? Wintro should kill Whoa. everybody, just like Kenneth. Right? <laughs> Carrie style. Full clown. <laughs> <laughs> well, in some ways, like, Kenneth um, can't, like, ha- I don't know how Kenneth would orchestrate, um, you know, turning against Wintro publicly after, like, basically making, like, saying this healing is my profit. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. And healing him and, like, caring for him. It's like he's he's in the position of, like, Kenneth's son. Kenneth's, like... Mm-hmm protected one and then he'd be like no i mean i feel like he would realistically position it as this is what wintra always wanted and i'm giving that to him realistically kenneth can do whatever he wants like right he can do whatever he wants and nobody's going to question that but he he, i I don't think i don't think that he thinks he can do whatever he wants at all oh yeah so i don't think he will Right. Yeah. So, and and that's that perception is like now Wintro is part of his public perception. Right. So I don't exactly. think that he's like. So yeah. so yeah. Well, he might like he he could play he could play off you know sending Wintro to a monastery, but not if Wintro fights it. And at that point, you know, he's like because of the way he's integrated Wintro into his public persona, now um, he can't like really have a falling out with him like that or he can't just like cut Winter's head off like well you're inconvenient I'm gonna kill you now so. I'm sure the charm bracelet would somehow make it okay cause everything else goes in his favor and it's not well, the I end think of the, the charm's book yet, on so. Winter's side that's not the end of the book yet <laughs> well I what gets me is that like Kenneth knows that Bolt is using him but like for right now, he's like, "That's fine. You give me what I want, and then when you ask for what this thing, you won't tell me." I that's like, but there's really no guarantee. And everything we know about Kenneth, he's very liable to be like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I f- when the ship- <laughs> I fully expect the when serpents the ship- to stop obeying Bolt like any moment. Well, yeah, because what like all they want Bolt to do is lead them to their to their cocooning grounds. What happens when Bolt doesn't do that? Yeah, like, I am super uncomfortable with the whole, like, let's enslave the swarm of serpents and, like, use them to capture ships and, like, no, I don't know. Like, how long is it going to take the Tangle to figure out, like, that this this is weird and we're not moving and we're not progressing? I would think not very long because they obviously know what forward motion is you know like they, they know that they <laughs> and then again they've be been swimming back and forth for like thousands of years so but i guess they're like aware now and she who remembers yeah. is like trying to figure out how to talk to vivacia yeah vivacia's gonna be like i've been taken over by a dead dragon 
<laughs> but also, certainly, Tintaglia is still going to be flying around hunting for serpents, for serpents to get up river. Yeah, and if right. she has the memory of where they're born, then like certainly she'd be able to fly over their path and find some. Yeah, but you'd think she would have been able to do that before. She didn't. Well, it's far. Yeah. She had to eat a pig. She went to the actual, (laughs) like, hatching grounds, so now she's got to, like, backtrack further. I suppose that's true. Chapter Also, 19? wait, how crazy is it that Wintrow's tattoo isn't on his face anymore? That's it went bananas. away. It's yeah, true. let's just erase that whole vivacious. She she didn't exist. She never was. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure how much I agree with that as character development. Like, that he doesn't I mean, have that lasting thing that was what yeah, changed that, him in like, the first place. Yeah, that it's gone. Like, none of the other slaves get to, like, you know, lose their tattoos. But he's also, like, is he, like, 15 and he looks, like, 25 now? (laughs) Yeah, he's, like, 14 and he looks, like, like 60. Yeah. They they suck the life right out of him to squirt the ink out of his face. (laughs) I've just sucked one year of your life away. <laughs> How do you feel? And remember, it is for posterity, so please be honest. <laughs> um, so be- before we move on, do-, do-, do we have anything to say about Malta, Malta and the Chalcedians? No. no oh, yeah. That's she's important. a bamf. Yeah, I'm glad she's, like, pulled herself together and... I think it's really funny that, like, her strength came from her thinking about being beautiful and wearing a flower crown. To me, that was a little bizarre. I'm like, really? That's what we're drawing from here? That became an actual crown, which is better. (laughs) But, like, I practiced this with Dello. We were being shitty to other people. (laughs) I'm so good at being shitty to people. When when girl finally gets home, she needs to, like, learn some Chalcedian and, like, all the other languages (laughs) So she's not just like, how do you say this? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I just, um, I I really appreciated the, the call out to the idea that like the way you expect people to treat you is often the way they do treat you. Like, yes. and it, it's not that there aren't ever exceptions to this, but it, it's certainly been something that like I've experienced a lot of in the business world where like working with men who tried to say something stupid to me and I just look at them like you're a fucking moron. Why would you say that? And then they stop real quick. And it's like, so something about like, if if you can, if you can get that vibe right, where it's just like, why the fuck would you do that? You're the one who's being an idiot right now. Then they back off real quick. And that's like the, I guess the way that you deal with the, the men who are in that sort of, you know, shame, I'm afraid of, of seeming weak. It's like, if, if somebody else is so sure that, like, I'm fucking up here, oh god, I probably am. Uh, no, totally didn't mean that. Carry on. Like, uh, I'll go get uh, the captains that way. <laughs> like, it was, I don't know, it yeah. was kind of brilliant. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, respect for authority that is, um, it's like they, because what they really fear is like what the satrap will do to them. Mm-hmm. 
If only they could Even. see him snowy like a baby if, in his gonna, bed. He, yeah. Complaining about the bad drugs. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, poor Malta exactly. that has to live with that. Mm. She's going to yeah. be like, especially, any other roommate is better than that one. Let's go. Especially because he like got kind of nasty with her and was like, oh, why don't you wash that part too, Malta? And she's like, ah, no. But at least he didn't get worse than that. (laughs) So this thing on Malta's face (laughs) doesn't doesn't sound good, that's for sure. Maybe it'll go away, just like Wintrow's. Yeah, she just needs to get a ship to heal her. Yeah, maybe the Tintaglia can do something for her. She can just put scales in its place. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll look just like Rain. Tintaglia is going to be like, look, you two-legged bug. You're really harsh to look at, so I'm just going to fix this. Basically. <laughs> I'm just going to make you shiny and silvery, and it'll be great. And you'll like be in my image, and then everything will be good. And... Tintaglia's like, I'm going to teach you about primer. I can't get over the fact that it's two fingers thick and gristly like chicken bone. I know. It's like a piece of cartilage that is growing on her head. It's a big old. It's a big old ridge. It's big. It's huge. It's like a horn. Yeah, fucking conch shell growing on her face. You know, could be cool. I don't know. She's just I mean, gonna own she's it. She's gonna be rocking some turbans from here on out. <laughs> she's just gonna own it. Yeah. Yep. She'll be the. It'll be the leading fashion, like the you no, know. She's just gonna straight own from the, Jamalia. The, Those nineties like wide ass stretchy headbands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's just gonna be sporting those things. They have elastic, right? <laughs> I just picture Belana. From Voyager. I know it's uglier <laughs> than Belana's ridges, but that's what I picture. All right. Chapter 19. Chapter 19 is called Strategies. Althea's got a promotion, and she's not going to let a little rain rain on her parade. She's quickly started moving Lavoie's things out of the first mate's cabin, just like we are quickly removing him from all our thoughts. <laughs> Althea was in bed with Brash and touching at his scars, and I wish I could remove that from my thoughts, too. <laughs> I'm ruining you. No, I'm ruining you. <laughs> <laughs> then, very romantically, Brashen offers that they could just give up and run away together. Broken glass in her heart, though, which is how I feel when I have to digest these scenes. She turns him down. They kept on strategizing until Jack bursts her reverie bubble, jealous of the D she's getting. Or maybe she's jealous of Brashen, just a passing thought. Lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) There are none. (laughs) Give me a break. Um, Meanwhile, Mingsley is fresh off of lamenting the Bingtown tea party. There's no more good Jamelian black tea. Cyrilla's been editing the Word doc they drafted up, Bingtown Agreement dot doc X. (laughs) 
sparse is like, I don't recognize her authority. We should password protect this. Mingsley is all, if you don't respect her, then I'm taking my new traders and our feather boas and leaving. And the tattooed are like, oh, God, thank you. Please leave. <laughs> Cirilla schools Mingsley about how the three ships immigrants belong there, and they're going to get land and votes. And the tattooed are going to earn land by rebuilding, which is a really shitty deal, honestly, but the new traders are also going to have to earn their land, and it was really nice to see Cirilla stand up for Bingtown, the place she loves most, instead of making it a fortress around herself and antagonizing it. She even blackmails him. That's my girl. <laughs> Mingsley is so incredulous. He says, quote, you would have been carried alongside us to power. You could have lived out your days in civilization and culture. Instead, you have doomed yourself to this backwater town and its rustic folk. Here you will be nothing more than just another woman on her own, which is exactly what she's always been looking for anyway. <laughs> Rain is sitting on a completely structurally sound building because he definitely <laughs> learned the value of that earlier on. <laughs> watching the Kendry return and Tintaglia fly overhead. All the joy and boyishness seems to have gone from the live ship, so Rain assumes Tintaglia went and ruined his life by telling him he is dragon bits. <laughs> Selden comes and joins him, and they bicker about the defining moment of their friendship, architectural soundness. <laughs> Selden also tells him Tintaglia has gone to groom at the moment and is going to sign the council scroll, which, as we talked about, I am very excited to watch happen because it's just going to be a fountain of comedy. <laughs> Selden also explains Rain needs to be there so that Tintaglia goes to look for Malta now rather than months from now because asking a dragon to choose between saving her own kind and saving Malta would be like asking Rain to choose between Malta and a cute little pigeon. Like, that's a choice, the pigeon, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Rain and Selden talk about bodily changes with such quotes as, his fingernails were growing thicker and hornier. <laughs> <laughs> Selden asks if he will go crazy, drowning in memories from the Rain Wilder dreams he's having. And Rain says, ha, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> dragons are great. Love them dragons. Now, Alyssa, I thought you yeah. liked the romance stuff, but you don't like the canoodling parts? <laughs> I don't understand the discrepancy. I think the... Okay. This is how I like romance. <laughs> the most romantic horse, part of... Between a horsewoman... Listen, yes. And- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, the things that happen in that horsewoman book. I think the Sorry. most romantic part of this episode was when Selding was shouting up at Tintaglia from a distance about how beautiful she was and they never touch. (laughs) (laughs) Touching in bed, talking about sex. I don't like it. Don't touch each other. (laughs) Man, what happened to you? Okay. (laughs) Well, I just like that Jack is is like the reader inside the book. 
Yes. <laughs> because at any moment, Jack is the only one acting normal. Quote, unquote, normal. Like, hey, look at that drama. Let's talk about it. Hey, look at that drama. Everybody see that drama? Okay. Yeah. He any good? and that's super practical advice like don't don't tell him don't let him know keep some creative when they're always like when they always think you need something more i'm not saying that jack would be a healthy person to be in a relationship with i'm just saying she needs to find the right girl jack is pretty cool I don't know. There's nobody in this. There's nobody currently in this story cool enough for Jack. No, not right now. Definitely not. She needs to go back to the six duchies. She, yeah, she really does. I like that Uh, Cirillo finally got to use her, like, photographic memory of the Pink Town Charter to her advantage. Yeah, I like that Cirillo's just being less of an asshole. I know what happened. I guess you know she, she knocked, saved Veronica. She knocked and now Rod she's down like... off the thing. She pushed him down. <laughs> so ridiculous. Just like <laughs> when no, I I'm done with part? you. I'm just done. Push yeah, I was like, wait, did I miss something? Did something happen? Why did she? Why did the? And I'm like, oh no, she just does it. Okay, it's cool. just it's yeah. a very Sadar kind of move. You know, we're just done with yeah. you, and you're gonna go away now. Goodbye. Again, the narrative has no more need for you. Please exit the narrative. <laughs> Please exit stage left. It had been building for a while that she was, like, getting tired of, of, of him and tired of feeling, it like, It did, but it happened to, in a know. very fast way where, <laughs> without even being her POV, and well, now she it's got just physical. over. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't really do that. It was very odd, and I was like... And then we get, then we got later, it's like, again, it's still inexplicable to me. That she has, she is in charge. Like, people are allowing her to be part of the new, you know, it's like they're drafting the Declaration of Independence and she just walked in it's while they were drafting knows, it. And they're like, hey, do you have anything to information. add? She's like, I know what the last one said, so therefore you need me. I, my time has finally come. All of my Bingtown knowledge is useful. <laughs> that that was a, a gem of a moment where she's like, yeah, apparently I remember this better than y'all do. Uh, so <laughs> I know it word for word. I recite it every night before bed. What would you like to Why know? Why didn't they just go to Devad's house and get a copy of it to reference? She burned them all. <laughs> she used her new fire skills with the poker thing and she burned them all so that she would be the only fountain of information. Only I know. <laughs> you must include me. <laughs> oh, here she is, the guest. We have a no, guest. No, sorry. <laughs> what if we got that lady? What would it take to get her on this? Would she give us a live rendition of the circuit song? <laughs> yeah, we'll give her a second chance. I was going to try to find the Tentaglia, Tentaglia Selden song, but it was... It's too hidden. Tentaglia. Tentaglia. She can be a backup singer in Malkin and the Tangles. If we had her as a guest, I would want her to sing like an actual real song to see how she does with that. Because I question. 
<laughs> and what song would you like her to sing for karaoke? Oh, Africa. gosh. No, I really hate that song. I think I'm like <gasps> the only person on the planet, but I just don't like that song. Which song? I don't know. It would have to be something romantical. Mm. Oh, so Mariah Carey? No. <laughs> Mariah Carey songs aren't romantical. They're about love. Well, what, I mean... What's love not... got to do with it? Yeah, okay. I'd be down with that. <laughs> Isn't... That's not Mariah Carey. I know. No, I'm it's not. giving a song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Again, this is more Big Town stuff where I'm just like, no, I don't. I know. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. If I was like transported to the world of, it's not Westeros. I don't know what we call the the whole thing. The realm. Is that what they call it? I don't know. They never call it anything. If I was transported and I found myself there and they'd be like, next stop, Bing Town, I'd be like, no. <laughs> would you be like, take me to Divi Town instead? Or are you just like... I think I would have more fun in Divi Town, actually. I mean, I know it would be very difficult for me, but I think I would have more. <laughs> you just check out the Watchtower and burn some candles. Yeah. Just burn some arrive. candles? I feel like I would do okay with the smell because Charleston gets that pluff mud smell and like the paper mill is close by. And so if the wind shoots a certain direction, you can smell that. So I'm like, I'm used to stinky town USA. We're going yep. to the mountain between, kingdom. Bet- between uh, a stint in, in New Orleans and uh, living, you know, up the hill from a chicken farm. Good. I can handle it. Going to the Mountain Kingdom, getting my purple outfits. <laughs> well, yes, obviously we are going there, but well, yeah. I sat on, on a ship. Mountain Kingdom first, always. Yeah, on the ship. Um, I don't know. <laughs> others beach. Others beach. I all have a prophecy. <laughs> no. I have a sword in one hand and a bag in the other. Let's do this. It's all just googly eyes. As long as I don't find the bag of dead kittens, because that was really creepy. No, I just meant like get treasure, hack at rubby, rubbery, you know, abominations, others. abominations, abominations. Are we ever going to find out what they are or what they used to be? What they were? You will because I know what they are. So yes, but I don't know how I know. <laughs> but you don't know when we find out. Sometime in this book, probably. I have no idea how I know, but I know what they are, therefore. Was it a random yes. wiki reading session, or was it from the actual books? I have no idea. How she many doesn't hours know. on the Plenty Wiki? This <laughs> week. Plenty Wiki. It is. It's the Plenty. Yeah, the Plenty.net. <laughs> I think this, I just now connected to what that is. <laughs> I never understood the name before. If it's an empty article, it's the lack. <laughs> All right, every episode prompts. This be my crew, character introductions and exits. New Selden? Hello? (laughs) Goodbye, Rod, Road, Road, whatever the fuck your name is. Goodbye, Rod. Red Cairn. Bye bye. Red Cairn. Hello, (laughs) Cirilla's Backbone. 
<laughs> oh, also, hello to Sorcor's growing seed. Ew, oh, ew. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Uh, X marks the spot. Where the heck are we? Yeah. We're the plenty. We're on a flotilla of serpents. <laughs> a flotilla of writhing, boiling serpents. Great. I really like the uh, like a meadow of sea flowers description better. That was at night time. That is not what they are. The <laughs> <laughs> spinning eyes again. What a tangle! What are the serpents doing? Spinning their eyes, being gross, having Melting orgies. People. Remembering. They are we who remember. (laughs) They formed their band. They did. Yeah. (laughs) Malkin and the Tangos, We Who Remember. It's their first single. I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) Tintaglia, Tintaglia. No, they don't like that. That's the competition. That's their power ballad that they release like on like their Tintaglia, Tintaglia, Dear listeners, if you have a rendition of the Tintaglia song, please hit us up. We'd love to hear it. We will play it if you send it to me as an MP3. I have the audiobook version right here, right now, ready for you. Yes. All right. Give it to us. Here we go. Okay. Tintaglia, Tintaglia, who outshines both moon and sun. Tintaglia, bluer than a rainbow's arc, so gleaming much. brighter than silver. <laughs> Tintaglia, swift wing, sharp clawed, breathing death to the unworthy. Tintaglia, Tintaglia. <laughs> Selden, you little cinnamon roll. How long had it been since you drank? <laughs> If you can do better than that, please send us a version. That was way better than the Especially if it's like a different genre. Like if you can do metal Tintaglia or like country Tintaglia. Like just give us, mix it up. (laughs) (laughs) Just no ukuleles or else Rachel will die. (laughs) The ships talk. What did we learn about live ships in this section? That they're liars. And they're now all depressed. And they're all depressed. (laughs) And they're not as good at singing as serpents, according to serpents. Yeah, (laughs) according to humans, it's like the the wind-given voice. But, you know, serpents are really judgy. Well, yeah, you're a little flat there. (laughs) (laughs) They're not turning around on the voice. (laughs) is this the patriarchy misogyny capitalism slavery and fashions from jamelia malta has conquered the patriarchy yes malta congratulations have some buttons yes (laughs) (laughs) can put them in your crown and pretend they're flowers is that our rating system for overthrowing the patriarchy malta gets four out of five buttons yes (laughs) Awesome. I agree. But the buttons come from Jamalia, so the buttons themselves are, are of the patriarchy. From, they are of the patriarchy. <laughs> They're tiny carved faces of the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Reminder for next reading section we are reading chapters 20 through 24. And Alyssa has uh, done a good job of putting all this, of the content warnings, so take it away. 
Jesus. Uh, well, for starters, in chapter 22, there is mention of rape of a child and threat of rape to a point of view character. Chapter 23 also has assault trauma and threat of rape to a point of view character. Great. I'm pumped. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Yep. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Oh, you can email us your Tintaglia renditions at buttkeepradio <laughs> at gmail.com. Please do. I, <laughs> I'm Rachel. Uh, you can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Alyssa. I am online all the time at AlyssaMaynard.com. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faces Free on Instagram and check out our Buckkeep Radio merch at Jen Snow on Redbubble. I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Elena. You can find me at Moff Elena. And I'm Ashley, and I'm on Instagram at Ladybird Barker. Next up is spoiler section where I read spoiler mail. at least read stuff let's see where are we all off no yes on this call. yes okay. all right first up is an email from oh this is a nice one i think we can all hear this one and also if we like doing this i'm cool with reading more um so this email is from Shelia. It says, hey, everyone, loving the pod. I'm doing a reread of the Live Ship Traders books as I listen, and I am catching new details as I go. The conversations are great and feels like discussing the books with friends. Thanks. That's what for. We are your friend. <laughs> uh, let's see. It goes on to say uh, that... They like this trilogy because there are strong female characters like Etta, Althea, and Malta, and that Etta has some great moments, and Althea grows, and Malta goes from a spoiled brat to one of to a favorite. Um, and also, uh, Shelia didn't have any idea who Amber was either, so lay off. No, I'm adding that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, uh, I don't think I would have either if I was just reading it on my own. But since we keep giggling and laughing and hinting at it, I feel like it should be more obvious. Yeah. Uh, here's one about Tarman I can't say. So <laughs> you guys oh, that... Can you not say it because it's spoilery or because it disturbs that you? Totally confidential Tarman. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Tarman, the most secretive oh, secret. From... to you. We got an email from Yetta, uh, who's a regular. <laughs> Hello, Yetta. Uh, let's see. Oh, this one's long. This is the one that I redacted. <laughs> Wondering, just wanting to know if we're okay with all the madness um, and that uh, they liked the cold open last week that we did for Black Lives Matters. Thanks. 
Um, I hope everyone found those links to be helpful and that you donated if you could. Um, just got, this one was good because they went on about to, to get us off, talked about like why they thought that the live ship books were people's favorites because, um, you know, there are these characters, but like personally didn't really understand why, because there's so much rape, <laughs> but it's okay. I feel like I started out like, like, well, I started out being unsure. And then like the second book, I was like, actually really liking it. I feel like the last couple sections I've been like, mm. like well, I think the problem is Kenneth. It's like, Kenneth is like such a bait and switch. Like you read the, you read through and you're like, oh, Kenneth could be cool. Can it be cool? And then you get to the end and you're like, fuck this guy. And when you do the reread, you're like, no, fuck you. I don't care. Well, see, I've been that from like the start. I think it's just because there's more dragons now and more surface stuff and I'm like I really don't like you or care about you at all oh there's a nut there's more about Tarman see okay um, by the way we have never gotten more emails than we have about Tarman I have like there's like like a 10 emails in here all titled Tarman well you can read them after we leave yeah (laughs) he contains Uh, multitudes (laughs) we got one from Chelsea that says Hey, wanted to give a shout out for keeping me sane. I discovered y'all in early February, which ended up being perfect because I binged during quarantine. Oh, and they named, oh, her and her partner named uh, their puppy after Fitz. Aww. That's cute. Aww. So they get to be like, Fitz, drop that. Don't put it in your mouth. You're so proud. <laughs> 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 uh, and also, um, more spoilers about Tarman. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Who knew he was so important? Like, are these spoilers for the end of this book? Oh, no. No, it's Rainwild. Oh, Rainwild. So they were spoilers <laughs> to you, too. Okay, so yeah, have I we even met Tarman about... in these books that we've read so far in this podcast? No. Okay. No. Okay, good. I feel bad. I remember now. him from, from, what is it, the last trilogy? I mean, I remember his name, yes. but that's it. No, no, but I'm asking, is it the last trilogy? Yeah, He does show up, yeah. Okay. In the fifth and the so full funny. trilogy. It's yeah. so funny. Okay. <laughs> like, literally can't. That's it. Everything else in the inbox is about Tarman. <laughs> Thank you for your emails about Tarman. Well, we can go so you can read them. Fucking Tarman. <laughs> All right, I guess. We need a t-shirt. Just says Tar Man. Tar Man redacted. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like my. It's a nice day for a spoiler alert shirt. Except you know, I'll just won't know what it says underneath. Make it so that if you shine like a light on it or set it on fire, you can actually read read the spoilers. But you'd have to write them. I don't know how it works. I don't, I don't understand how to design a t-shirt. That's not my job. I don't know how to make uh, re- invisible ink on a t-shirt. Only It only shows up if you spit acid on it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's it. That's I'm like I'm uh, legit. That everything else in here is about Tarman. I'm sorry. All that right, was a bad idea to be like, let's go over our emails. Well, uh... we can. I can go, and you can read about Tarman. Okay. So, goodbye, everybody. Enjoy your Bye. Tarman spoilers. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye. I love our private Tarman time <laughs> together. So, bye. Oh, All right. Welcome to Tarman Spoilers. Oh, oh, bye, 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 bye. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm paying attention. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, so I'm getting, the gist that I'm getting from all of these emails is that Tarman either always had legs, and that is why Tarman was able to navigate the river so well, or that they designed legs (laughs) early on, and... Yeah, I'm just going through all the different what everyone's saying. Sorry. No, it's been it's been like six years. Yeah, I've no, it's these, fine. But and I don't remember him having bo- legs initially. Oh, this one's interesting. I didn't know this. So Yetta said that for Tarman, the dragon in the, from the cocoon that Tarman was made from was already dead, so there would be no identity crisis for Tarman or something like that. So like if, if like it died in the egg, it died in the egg in the cocoon. Wow. And therefore it's ethical to use the wizard wood to build a boat, I guess. Oh, because he was like one of the first ones and they were trying to be ethical about it in the beginning. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they get that kind of, like, credit. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Yeah, so apparently Charman always had eggs. Eggs. Eggs? <laughs> like on the underside of his, his belly. Yeah, which is good because, like, I was picturing them higher up. So that they're really just, like, flappy in the water. Oh, no. No, like, they're walking. I remember that they're walking, and it, like, gives him speed or whatever somehow. Okay. That's terrifying. (laughs) It's terrifying. Yeah, Tarman didn't exactly grow... Who says this? Oh, yeah, it says Tarman didn't exactly grow legs. They found an unhatched cocoon after all the other dragons had hatched, and Tarman communicated that he would like legs and a tail. So they made that happen. Uh... Yeah. All right. You just need to accept him. I I, I mean, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so weird. Like, maybe it's not weird if you like, because like Robin Hobb did grow up on and around boats. So maybe it's not like a weird the thought to think gosh it would be easier to navigate these shallow waters if we had legs yeah it's like a thought that a child might have imagining mm-hmm. i like it. all I, I mean i just picture howl's moving castle though yes yeah legs on howl's the bottom yeah legs legs on the bottom that's really it that was nice yeah good talk about tarman well i try i try to like forward all the stuff that we get and then if it needs to be redacted i redact it which is why you get like four versions of everything i'm so happy just... i'm happy that i get sent the the raw I have, uncut. Like, I have different threads where i'm like this is the whole crew this is like the half spoiled crew 
this is like us <laughs> <laughs> and then joey Gets oh i forget about him how is he <laughs> he keeps asking me when we're gonna start when we're if we're done with the boat books yet so i mean almost I, yeah, I know. We got like five more episodes. Also, yeah, I'm really sorry if I'm pronouncing people's names incorrectly. I that's not it's not on you. That is totally on me, and I apologize. I should put that in there. Wait, who's who? What? Oh, I just people's names. I don't know. Oh, people I, who write to us. People who's people who write to us. And not I'm like, to, like their me, Jenny, Elaine. <laughs> Like, it's a little late you guys for that. as well <laughs> I'm trying to go through all these emails somebody told us that they were going to do a D and d thing and I can't I remember think that if was also were... Yetta. Yetta? was that Yetta? yes let me see go to Yetta's email it was in the same oh yeah so the d and d campaign and they're they're going to create a backstory for a character that's basically fits like a female fits your your character's going to be so sad yet uh yet maybe a bit more capable yeah oh, and like, she are, she said that <laughs> oh god <laughs> i was like <laughs> reading it not realizing yeah really up that charm and really uh, like just develop that like just level that as much as you can oh that's funny love it it's such a good idea. If when we if I was going to build a, if you were going to build a and d character based on a character in the realm of the Elder Links, <gasps> who would you base it on? Oh. Okay, either I would want to be Malta the horse. Or <laughs> I was gonna say Malta the whore, like the whore version of Malta. The horse. <laughs> like not the slutty one. Not no, the no. Version. Like when in the um when the fool comes back on Malta the yeah, horse. With, with, the, with Malta the horse, yes. yeah. Okay. The basis of Burrich's whole like yeah, stable. Yes. Because, like, identity crisis problems would be, like, fun to play with. Like, wow, I'm named after a human. Will I ever be good enough? I'm a horse. Okay. Yeah. Whore. I like it because you're a horse. Yes. <laughs> I would want to be Amber. That, so you have to be, you'd have to be some kind of, like, druid character. I don't play a lot of D&D. I play fantasy flight games, but I might not be getting the classes correct. But I feel like that's, like, a druid. Something where you're an animal. Yes. Yeah. The druid can yeah. turn into an animal of their choice. Okay. Who would you be? Or you had another. You oh, had another I would just be Amber, the boring answer. Oh, <laughs> I love this iteration of the full. So but what much. would like Amber do? Like, what would your skills be in the group? Like making stuff, like fashioning devices for people, like disguises. Well, I guess would Amber be like a, a stealth character? Probably a rogue. Yeah, like a rogue. So some, yeah, somebody that relied on like sneaking and disguise and surprise yes and okay yeah. i would base myself on either jack yes i feel like jack is like a good all-around like adventure character like you could really get 
get places. She's so tall and you're so tall. Tall. You're fast walkers. <laughs> can really yeah. get places. <laughs> Fight, fighting skills, know how to like, you know, like boat skills, boating skills, sailors. I don't know what the skills of a sailor are called. As a Strong. Sailing. <laughs> um, she'd be a barbarian. And yeah, like a barbarian, but one that could sail. So like a Viking, like, like a Viking, I guess. But I don't know what that class is in, in D&D. I think the weirder it is, the better the game is. Yeah, okay, so weirder. All right, I need to go weirder. Um, <laughs> but no, that's an excellent answer. I'm not poo-pooing your answer. It's I, what, if I, what if I am... Um... <sighs> weirder. I guess I could be a stone dragon. I could be girl on a dragon. Ooh. You'd have to make you from the monster manual. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a golem or okay. something. That sounds cool. That's my answer. That's a good answer. We should make this happen when we run out of books. Uh, all right. I have no, I have no uh, spoilers to talk about just because I'm kind of dreading where we're going. Same. Just full of yeah. dread and nothing else. Yeah, it's like a it's like a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. So. We love to read books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for writing to us during all of our quarantine. Um, send us more emails about Tarman. I'm fine with it. Or about what D&D character you would be or, in the hobby yeah, universe. Or... Yeah, that too. Or or Tintaglia songs. Definitely those are mandatory for all listeners. <laughs> we don't make the rules. Yeah, sorry. And we will post them if yes. they're good. Publicly. Yeah. Publicly. And then talk about it. <laughs> At length. <laughs> <laughs>